Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. An underdog fantasy you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store. Sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today we wrap up the sixth day of training camp and the first day in full pads that always adds to the intensity. Check out the first week of Quick Daily Podcast to get caught up on training camp and measure a player's progress throughout the summer. Also, I'll have a story up Wednesday on ESPN.com on safety, Landon Collins, and his return to the field. So look for that. Now, let's get to it. One little correction from my previous podcast, or maybe I should say maybe more of a, um, not a correction, but it just kind of give you a better picture. I told you that Pete Hainer was working on the tight ends and the way they stepped um, in a drill and correcting that. What he was really doing is correcting how they pushed off, which foot they, which foot they pushed off of. If they're going to the right, to put, make sure they pushed off on the left. And it was young guys who struggled with that. Anyway, now you know. For today, rookie tackle Sam Cosme had a better showing and started in the one-on-ones when he faced Chase Young twice. I liked here how Cosme used his hands, kept them tighter, was more aggressive with them. His base has always been pretty good. His feet have been pretty good. But he's going to need to continue doing that with his hands. I also thought that on one of the rushes, Young did something he too often did last year, He was even with the tackle. The coaches wanted to rush to a side, and here he was more head up and made it easier for Cosme to block him. Great challenge for Cosme. This time he did. He responded well. Team drills, Cosme held his own, though he most certainly would have allowed a sack to Young in a two-minute drill situation. I'll get to that later. I don't go too far one way or another with a young player because it's all about progress. They're going to have some good days. They're going to have some bad days. Cosme is facing two of the top ends in the game, so that's going to help his growth. Today was a better day. See how it is tomorrow. Again, like I said, feet are usually pretty good. Usually it comes down with him to his hands and the techniques um, in the upper body. One thing I've noticed about new left tackle Charles Leno Jr. is how proficient he is with his hands. 
keeps them tight, often is able to control his guy because of it. Now he's going to lose out here to sweat, here and there to Sweat and Young, but he's lasted this long in part because of those hands. On one rush, his hands were excellent, but Sweat got around him in this one-on-one because it appeared that Leno stopped maybe moving his feet. Not something he always does. That's why I, I think on this one, it was kind of noteworthy because I haven't seen him do that a whole lot. And I have talked to Leno about if he's working with Cosme on his hands. And the one thing is they're, they're different players. So not everything works for every player, but your hands have to be right. And so, yes, that's something they've talked about. The linebackers, running backs, and tight ends worked on pass protection and blitz drills today. Taped a lot of it. Won't go over it all again until tonight, but in the few reps I watched, I liked how J.D. McKissick handled his man, Jared Norris. Now, we all know he's going to face better rushers than him, but he, what I liked is he, he was aggressive, but he didn't overtack. He raced up, got his hands and feet ready, kept him inside. When Norris got, he met, with, he met Norris and kept him outside. Um, Jared Patterson faced Cole Holcomb twice, and I have to say I love how Patterson fights. You saw that in a two-minute drill, the way he broke some tackles on a, on a carry inside the five on this on this. Blitz pickup, he attacked Holcomb, meeting him at the line, but Holcomb tried to throw him aside. Um, Patterson didn't allow it to happen. Now, he may have been called for holding. wasn't perfect. It was more about want to. I think he's got to clean up that technique. At his size, he's, it's going to be a detriment, just like it was for Chris Thompson, but Thompson eventually got better with it because he perfected his technique. I loved how powerful Kaliki Hudson was on his rushes. Met John Bates head-on, tried to swat him inside, Close to a win for Hudson, more of a close to win for him than it was for Bates. On his next rush against Antonio Gibson, I think he stunned Gibson with his power and definitely drove him back. I thought Gibson could have met him a little bit harder. Um, Gibson did work to stay in front of him, but Hudson, excuse me, Hudson would have forced pressure with that effort. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, would you like free tickets for the preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens? Well, you're in luck because our sponsor, Prosper Insurance, is giving a ticket to anyone who gets a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the free ticket, although the savings will absolutely make you want to switch today. Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes the process easy, all while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which is just a few of the many reasons why Prosper has over 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance.com to get your quote and a free ticket to the Baltimore preseason game on August 28th. That's prosper.insurance.com slash kind k-e-i-m no dot com get ready to feel good about your insurance i still don't like the consistency the inconsistency for antonio gandy golden against press coverage too often it disrupts him that was a knock on him in college and while he's shown improvement this summer summer overall it remains a challenge for him against better corners talked about montez sweat more than a few times um, but i have to do it again like last summer he looks really good 
The thing I like about him this summer is the confidence that he's playing with, and I think that's indicative of hearing him talk trash more often. I don't remember him talking it much in the past, but you hear it from him all the time now. He's feeling really good about himself, and it's, it's a hell no or anything like that that you're going to hear from him after some plays because he knows that he's doing well, playing with a lot of power too, something he did last year and in his rookie year as well, making plays. There was one play in full teamwork where Sweat got in upfield against Leno, speed and power, forced the back to, to run much wider to the outside where John Bostic was waiting. Would have been a loss of four or five yards, and it was made by Sweat. Still don't see Troy Aki being able to handle corner the way Washington needs. If he makes it, it's because they just feel they need him on special teams and he'd be a sixth corner. He needs more work there than I think he'll be able to get in camp. I just don't think the instincts are there. The jams are an issue. I think the corner instincts are hard to develop on balls like back shoulder throws. There was one he gave up today. The coverage was actually pretty good, but Troy Brown stopped and just turned, and it was there. There's there's a way that experienced corners know how to defend that. It, it gets them too, but it's it, you know you, you have to know how to defend that. And I'm not sure where he's at in that. It's just a, it's a tough tough transition. Brian Fitzpatrick's experience showed in some 11 on 11 situations, especially when the defense started blitzing more. Got the ball out quick, knew exactly where he needed to go. Much better operating here. One of his prettiest throws was a deep out to Tameric Hemingway, a ball he dropped just over linebacker John Bossick said, probably about a 20 to 25-yard throw. With the first day of pads, Ron Rivera thought that some players showed up more, and others, of course, are going to shrink back a little bit. I will say I saw more receivers dropping passes today than in the first five days. Steven Sims dropped the ball over the middle right to him prompting defensive backs coach Chris Harris to shout, oh yeah, that's a lot of noise in there, a lot of noise. Deami Brown dropped a couple passes, didn't do a whole lot early. In fact, early on, it just he, he really didn't do anything except for the drops. Had a better finish with a couple catches, including one in a slant. Shaka Tony jarred a ball loose from tight end Nick Gugamos, I think that's how he pronounced it, after a catch. There were also more flags because of officials working practice for the first time. That's going to help guys like Benjamin St. Juice, who was called for one illegal contact penalty. He's had a reputation early in camp for being a little bit handsy. Well, a few other defensive backs got called for penalties, including um, Landon Collins, who clearly disagreed with the call. Another benefit from the pads, Ron Rivera said it gives a more legitimate look to play-action plays. He said there's a different sound when in full pads, so it enables the offense to sell play-action better, which makes it harder on the defense. It gives an extra edge to the offense. During a two-minute drill, there was one teachable moment for Antonio Gibson. He caught a swing pass in the sidelines inside the 10-yard line, got what he could, but tried to fight for too many more yards given the traffic. So he was tackled around the two- or three-yard line, and the offense had to burn their final timeout with 33 seconds left. Scott Turner told him, get what you can, then get out of bounds. Two plays later, though, Gibson scored. On the number one offense's last two-minute drive, it came down to a fourth and long. Ryan Fitzpatrick scrambled to his right, forced out by pressure, more in a minute, and lofted a pass just over William Jackson's outstretched hands and into Logan Thomas's for a touchdown. Jackson had really good coverage, and you thought he may get, come down with that ball, but Thomas is just a big body and strong. That's how he's going to win. That's when the drawing started again. Young insisted he would have sacked sacked Fitzpatrick. I'm guessing the tape would have agreed as he beat Cosme on the play and definitely forced that pressure. But while the offense celebrated, the defense and Young in particular let them know, I touched him. I grabbed him. McKissick had some fun with it as he walked with Sweat and Young, shouting, yelling, yelling to them as they walked to the other side, good TD. Kind of, a, it's, it was all in fun. And then finally, the, the, uh, script, the practice ended 
when Steven Montez scrambled and hit and threw to the end zone, I think he was throwing for Gandy Golden. Danny Johnson was right there and picked it off, and the defense celebrated big time. Now, this is like the second or third team defense, and the entire defense though, ran out of the field and mobbed Danny Johnson. They all hooped and hollered. And as they were walking off, the thing I liked is that you saw Young and Sweat kind of joking with some of the offensive players and Sweat and Charles Leno, who go against each other every day a lot. Um, those two were talking a lot about different things. Clearly, there's a respect and a rapport that is building there. Hey, this is Joel Corey from Inside the Cap. I know you're enjoying the John Conn Report, which gives you insider access to the Washington football team. Everything you want you want to know which is going on with the Washington football team. Once you're done with that, check out my podcast, Inside the Cap, which gives you the ins and outs of the NFL salary cap and player contract negotiations. Check out these two products and other fine podcasts from Empire Media. Anyway, there you go. That's it for me. I'll be back with another quick episode Wednesday. Talk to you next time.